Hello and welcome to Let the Stone Speak. This is a podcast where we talk about the latest in biblical archaeology. I'm here in Jerusalem, but earlier today I was actually at Tel Lachish where I interviewed Professor Yosef Garfinkel of Hebrew University. We've interviewed him a number of times in this program. He's preparing to start renewed excavations at Tel Lachish on Sunday. Today's a Thursday. And as part of a preview of what he expects to find or hopes to find for this coming season, we thought we would interview him and bring to you the latest of what he's up to there at that very important site in Biblical Judah. So for today's program, please enjoy this interview with Professor Yosef Garfinkel of Hebrew University. Again, if you like the program, please do subscribe to this channel on YouTube. You can also sign up for our daily emails there at our website, website armstronginstitute.org. Just scroll down, you'll find where you can receive an email alert of any new content we have on our site. Thanks again for listening and enjoy the interview. Professor Yosef Garfinkel, thanks very much for joining us today. It's my pleasure. So we're here at Tel Lachish. You led the fourth expedition here a few years ago and now you're back. Your team and then other teams I believe were here this summer or will be. What's the draw here at Lachish? Well, first of all, the, the new project is in cooperation with a university from Korea and also some Australian universities. So it's uh, the, the seventh expedition to Lachish <laughs> because there were two other expeditions after we left. Okay. We were the fourth, there were fifth, sixth, and now we are the seventh. So why do people keep coming back to this site as opposed to others, you feel? This is one of the most important archaeological sites in the Near East. Not just Israel. It's really amazing because this site is connected with Egypt, it's connected with Mesopotamia, it's connected with Greek and Cyprus, and it's connected with the biblical tradition. So the biblical tradition is probably, or the Bible, is probably the most interesting period for, the, for our listeners. Um, so perhaps you could just briefly give um, the main highlights of Lachish and its importance in biblical history for us. Lachish was one of the important Canaanite cities. We know about it from the strength of the fortifications, from the richness of the archaeological discoveries that were made here. We have the Amarna tablet, where we have six letters from uh, the king of Lachish sent to Egypt. Mm -hmm. And then in the biblical tradition, this uh, Canaanite city has been destroyed by Joshua when the people of Israel enter the land of Canaan. Mm -hmm. And then following on that, it's, it, does, it, does it fall out of use of importance? And if it does, till when does it feature no. in the Bible? The Bible don't... Uh, the ba the Bible mentioned Lachish as a Canaanite city mm -hmm. that has been conquered by the people of Israel in the time of Joshua. And then the Bible mentioned Lachish again about 300 years later or so when it was first fortified by King Rehoboam, the grandson of David and the son of uh, Solomon. And that was that period uh, belonging to Rehoboam, uh, that was the, the period that you spent a lot of time in your first expedition, or your, your time here, in uncovering. That was one of your research questions, right, to try and find the city, if it was here, from that period. If you put it in a larger context, uh, I dedicated the last 15 years or so to uh, archaeological research of the 10th century BC. Mm -hmm. I started at Hirbet Kayafa and then another site called Hirbet El Rai, when we have uh, remains from the time of David. Mm -hmm. We have radiocarbon dating clearly from 3,000 years ago. Also, the pottery in both sites is the same. And we have a fortified city in Judah from the time of David. Then Solomon. 
in Chibet Kayafa we discovered a nice uh, temple model which fit the biblical description of uh, Solomon Palace and Solomon Temple. Mm -hmm. The same royal, the, the same type of architecture, which uh, typical to royal architecture, appear in the model. And the model was found here in Judah, and the dating is 1000 BC. So we have David and Solomon. And then was my uh, third king, Rehoboam. What can archaeology tell us about uh, Rehoboam? And there is a biblical tradition that Rehoboam fortified 15 cities in Judah. Mm -hmm. And one of them is Lachish. Mm -hmm. Now, some site like Livna, nobody knows exactly where it is Livna. So we decided to go to Lachish because the identification of Lachish is beyond any doubt. And uh, when we came here, as we said, we were the fourth expedition. But the point was that the first, the second and third expedition didn't find much evidence about the first Iron Age level at the site. This is level five, by the way. Mm -hmm. The last Canaanite city is level six. The first Iron Age city level is the level so five. So each of these numbers are basically the different cities through different periods that lived on the same yes. site. When you start excavating, it's level one. It was the late Persian and Hellenistic. You go down level two, it's been destroyed by the Babylonian. Mm -hmm. You go further down, level three has been destroyed by uh, Sennacherib in 701 BC. Mm -hmm. You go further down, you have level four, which is already a fortified city all over the, the mound. And under it, you have level five. And then you have a Haitus, and level six and seven are already the, the Canaanite cities. And, and so you're saying that this level five city is the one that, until your expedition, there was little or no evidence of it on this site? <clears throat> there were heavy debate about level five. First okay. of all, if it was a village or a city. Mm -hmm. And the second debate was about the chronology. Mm -hmm. Some people said it's from the 10th century BC, some people said it's from the 9th century BC, other scholars thought about 8th century BC. So you have a range of ideas, 250 years between the earliest and the latest uh, proposed uh, dating. And so you came here with this research question in mind, is this a fortified city during city number five? Um, and let's try and get some dating for it if we can find it. And so, you're, did you find that, and, and how are you going to continue on from that? So, the major question that I ask myself is why the, the earliest expedition couldn't find clear evidence from mm -hmm. level 5, mm -hmm. and it was a bit uh, unclear. And uh, my uh, conclusion was that maybe it's a smaller site. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the, other, uh, the other expedition excavated mainly in the west part of Tel Achish and the south part of Tel Achish. And this here, we are sitting in the northeast corner of the Tel, okay. and it was hardly excavated. Now we know, for example, at Chatzor, that uh, in the 10th century BC it was a smaller city, and only mm -hmm. later in the Iron Age they built a much larger city. And you see it in other places as well. So I predicted that probably in Lachish we have the same uh, phenomenon. So we should find the earlier city or the place where the earliest city existed, and there we will the have answers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the earliest Iron Age city, if it was on a smaller part of the site and not all over, this is where we need to uh, investigate. And I think this is interesting of just using common sense as to where you might find it on the tell. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, I ask myself, if you come to Lachish and you built a smaller city, where shall you build it? Mm -hmm. In the north, in the east, in the south, in the west? And my conclusion was that here, in the northeast corner, why? Because the, the valley is over here. In the valley you have water. Mm -hmm. The valley is good land for agriculture. Mm -hmm. And also the valley is the main road leading from Ashkelon, the port city, into uh, Hebron in the hill mount, in the mm -hmm. hill country. So from Ashkelon to Lachish is one day walk. 
from Lachish to Hebron is another day walk. Mm -hmm. So caravans leaving the port city with uh, all kind of goods will come here, stay here a few days, do exchange, various uh, economic activities, and then they can continue another day to Hebron. So the valley is important, and I said the orientation of the city should be toward the valley. Mm -hmm. So that's why we choose this area. And we excavated here along the, the slope in various sides. And here, for example, we came immediately to level six, which okay. means that level one, two, three, four, five have been completely eroded away. Okay. And in another part, we fell immediately to late bronze or even uh, middle bronze. So where is this uh, level right, disappearing right, right, right. level five? Anyhow, after we understood the, the erosion processes, we start excavating over there. And indeed, we found level five. We found a city wall and we found houses abutting the city wall. So we know that level five is fortified. Mm -hmm. And how big was the, the, the wall itself that you discovered? It's about uh, three meter wide. Three meters Very impressive wide. Uh, city wall. Today it's all covered with vegetation, so it's hard to see, but I can give you photos taken during the excavation and you can see how it's looked like. And then the other question is, what is the dating? Right. Now we know it's level five because it was covered by the city wall of level four and it's sitting on the Canaanite uh, level six. Mm -hmm. So if six below and five, right. four above, it must be five. Yep. This is the sandwich, yep. stratigraphic sandwich. Now the absolute dating. Mm -hmm. So uh, we sent olive pits for hydrocarbon dating. And the date were the last part of the 10th century BC and the first part of the 9th century BC. Something like 920 BC till about 860 BC. This is uh, the range of the hydrocarbon dating. So this is exactly fit a city that was built in the time of Rehoboam. So I understand that there is a debate about just how big the city was during City 5. You and, and one of your colleagues, even in your paper here about this that I'll give a link to uh, in, the, in, the, in the program show notes, talk about both of you write it, and yet he's got a different idea of to the size of the city during Rehoboam's time, or this, the City 5. Um, what does he think? <laughs> and, and how do you diverge? <coughs> the point is that we found uh, part of the city wall of level 5 in two places, all of them here in the northeast mm -hmm. uh, part of the site. And the question is why the, the ex expedition who work in the west and in the south didn't find more of the city wall. So I thought, uh, according to Lachish and other sites like Tel Farah North, Biblical Tirza, that we know Iron Age cities when they just started, they didn't have, they didn't have much manpower, mm -hmm. they didn't have much resources, so they built smaller cities. And after 100 years or so, when you have more population, more resources, then they enlarge <coughs> the city, and you can see urban development. Mm -hmm. And I thought that probably in Lachish it's the same uh, <coughs> uh, process. They came and built a smaller city on one third or one quarter or 40% of the city, mm -hmm. and after 100 years, when you have more population, they enlarge and beat level 4 all over the site. So this was my uh, personal uh, view, and I'm sure about this. Yes. My young student, uh, Hugo Kang, he has bigger appetite. He said, <laughs> no, level 5 was immediately built all over the site. Right. So you want, to prove, poop, you want to prove me wrong. <laughs> okay, why not? I'd be happy to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you've told me before, he's even more maximalist than you. <laughs> yes. So he is uh, want to go to, to opposite mm -hmm. to the southwest corner of the site and to make a trench along the fortification line. And to, he will try to find level five city wall also in the far edge of Lachich. And, and he's, he's, 
Yeah, he's digging at the same time, right? Yeah, we will work together. So if he's right, then level five was bigger. Okay. And if I'm right, level five was smaller. But either way, we're debating about the size of the city of level five that dates from around Rehoboam's time, not whether it existed. Sure, we have a radiocarbon date. Uh, from the old excavation, we have about four or five radiocarbon dates. Okay. <coughs> but about uh, three or four months ago, we made a very large uh, radiocarbon uh, project and we sent to Oxford University 80 samples. Wow. <coughs> For dating from Lachish and from Khir Betel Rai, we want to have better uh, dating of the 13th century BC, the 12th century BC, the 11th, the 10th and the 9th. Some of the samples are from Lachish <coughs> that we have uh, Canaanite and then uh, the, the, the kingdom of Judah, and in Khir Betel Rai we have the time of the judges. Mm -hmm. When Lachish was not uh, inhabited, right. the settlement pattern, the settlement uh, center moved to Khir Betel Rai. Mm -hmm. And the two sides together giving us the full sequence. And I think it is, it's interesting when you, you referenced uh, the Bible before, talking about Rehoboam building all these certain cities, that this account is mentioned in in the book of Chronicles, Chronicles. If, I'm not, if yes. I'm not mistaken. And so what's the significance, do you think, of, of that fact, that it's in Chronicles and perhaps not mentioned in, a, in an earlier source? The Bible is not a newspaper that you have exact information about day by day by day. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you, they took 400 years from David to the destruction of the temple, and then it's all composed and condensed into the book of uh, King One and King Two. Yeah. So you, could, you couldn't put all the information. I wish the Bible was 100 times bigger. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> you know, but we have a very condensed uh, history. And uh, sometimes uh, on some kings you have only a few sentences and that's it. Also they rule 20 or 30 years, or you almost know nothing about their activities. Right. So I, I don't know what was, how tradition, why something is kept here, why something is kept there. The fact is that's what we have. Right. And, and, then, and then the fact that, you know, when the biblical book of Chronicles is written, uh, we, one of the last books perhaps in the, in the, in the Tanakh, uh, and so just I know understand a lot of people would say that, well, he's talking about Rehoboam here, Rehoboam's 500, 600 years, 700 years even some people would say from the time of writing. And so how would he know, you know, that, 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 that Rehoboam built this site? But basically what we have is a city list. We have a list of unfortified cities in Judah and mm -hmm. Benjamin and then we have the list. Mm -hmm. And the list could be kept as a list. Yep. It's not a, a big narrative about a war or about some other activities. It's a very condensed information as a matter of fact. So, I know that there are some other archaeologists that came out after you discovered this um, this fortification of the City 5 and it dated to the time period around Rehoboam, around Rehoboam's time, including his time. And they came and said, okay, fine, you found a, you found a city, a uh, city wall, and it dates to around Rehoboam's time, but it's not Rehoboam, it's, it's, it's locals. It's probably local Canaanite population. Um, what have you found that would kind of give, I know this is the age-old question, how would you give ethnic identity to, to um, archaeological discoveries? What can you say to this Jude the Judean nature of the fortification? We have a very nice city wall and the house is abutting the city wall. Mm -hmm. In Ribet Kayafa we have the same uh, features, but in Kayafa it was a, a kazmat city wall. So the city wall was not a solid wall, it was mm -hmm. with rooms. Here it's a solid wall. Mm -hmm. And I think it's indicating that Lachish was more important from the very beginning, that's why they built a more strong 
city wall from a solid wall. But the concepts that houses abutting the city wall appear here, like in Chibet Kayafa, and like in other uh, cities in Judah, like uh, Tel Natsben near Ramallah, Bet Shemesh, mm-hmm. Tel Bet Mirsim, and Tel Sheva. So it fits perfectly the uh, typical Judean urban concept. And uh, you don't have it in other sites. Mm-hmm. In the north, in the Kingdom of Israel or Palestine site, you don't have houses and city wall abutting each other. And uh, then you have the pottery. Mm-hmm. And we have the, the typical Judean uh, pottery. And you can see the continuation of uh, <coughs> material culture here in uh, Tel Achish. And also the site itself, you have level five. Then level four was built on top of it, and mm-hmm. level three, without any destruction. So mm-hmm. it's the same people that continue to live here till ah, Sennacherib okay. came here in 701 and destroyed the city. So you're saying since the city, there's no destruction layer between when we definitely know that this was run by the, the Judeans or the Judahites, that it makes sense that the city five was by the same people. Is that, is that what you're exactly. saying? Exactly. Five, four, and three is the one continuation of about uh, 200 years. So... That was your fourth expedition. Now you're back in 2022. I see that this area behind us has already been prepared for uh, excavation. You've got a surveyor out at the site today to do a bit of preparatory work. When do you begin? How long is it going to last? And what do you what do you hope to uncover as you're excavating this year? Well, today is Thursday. We are starting on Sunday, okay. that's, uh, <laughs> three days from now. Okay, we found the city wall, we excavated the one and a half house from level five. Mm -hmm. But one and a half house, you cannot understand the whole city. So the idea is to enlarge the area and I hope to excavate after uh, three years or so, maybe six, seven or eight complete houses. And once uh, we'll have more houses, then we'll have more pottery. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll have better understanding what is the fingerprint of this period from pottery point of view. We will have more animal bones and we can have uh, information about cult. If we'll find figurines or we will not find figurines, right. it's also important. Right. If we'll find an inscription, if we'll find a seal, mm-hmm. whatever, or a metal object, whatever. We just want to know more about the people who lived here in the later part of the 10th century and beginning of the 9th century BC. So adjacent to us here is where you found the city wall and the house that you're talking about. And this is basically a continuation um, in this direction of that same same city wall and adjacent houses you're hoping to find. (coughs) Yeah, exactly. So perhaps just one final question, if you could put this... um, the discovery of a fortification during the late 10th century in the context of the larger debate um, over David Solomon. Do you feel like this debate is coming to a close now or it's going to be keep on raging no matter what is discovered? Um, typically Rehoboam doesn't fit into this debate but this site is putting Rehoboam into that debate. Uh, where, do the, where does it stand right now do you feel? Well the kingdom of, the kingdom of Judah existed about 400 years. Mm-hmm. The 8th and the 7th are well known because we have the Babylonian destruction and also the Assyrian destruction. But the earlier two centuries, the 9th and the 10th, were not so well known and that's why the debate started. Mm-hmm. And maybe 40 years ago, indeed, there was a room for such a debate because we didn't have much information. <clears throat> and I dedicated really a large part of my academic life to research the 10th century BC. In Chibet Kayafa and Chibet el Rai, we have the beginning mm-hmm. of the 10th century BC. And here in Lachish, we have the later part of the 10th century BC and the 9th century BC. So together, all these three sites bridging the gap. And I don't think that today people can uh, have the same extreme ideas as they have 40 years ago. Yeah. Well, 
thanks very much for your time today. I really hope to come back and see you during excavations. Take a travel. Okay. Well, I can, I can bring my own. Looks similar to that. We'll <laughs> we'll see if we get to come out and help you. I'm sure your team's gonna do great work out here. All of your team from the different uh, parts of the world. Thanks very much for your time. Sure, it's my pleasure. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Professor Josef Garfinkel at Tel Lachish. If you enjoyed that and you want to see more content similar to that, please do subscribe to our channel and please do subscribe to our print magazine as well. This is called Let the Stone Speak. It's available to you wherever you are in the world for free. comes out six times per year and we focus on the biblical archaeology being uncovered here in Israel. So to do that, you can write an email to letters at armstronginstitute.org or you can go ahead and go to our website and just scroll down. You'll There you'll find a way uh, to subscribe to the magazine to get your free uh, subscription to Let the Stones Speak. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.